If this is your first listen, I hope it's not this, the first listen that this is how we started. <laughs> then I immediately just, forgot just... we were also doing um, video as well. <laughs> See if we get any gold nuggets out of there. Oh no! I got you playing what you're doing before with the sinus rings. <laughs> they rotate in my nose, so sometimes to blip. <clears throat> I pick my nose all the time. I in the winter time, I always get like the, Giant. the like hard crusties right on the edge. So I just oh, sit yeah. there with my thumb, like I'm not picking my nose. I swear. I just take a tissue and be like, "Hey, let's get this." I don't always have a Clean tissue. Most of the time, it's just my sleeve. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Are you five? No. <laughs> all right. So for today. I'm going to be talking about a Japanese urban legend that I did know about in high school. We're talking about some weird stuff. Fair Uh, warning. Yeah, fair warning. Some of it's not uh, child friendly, so if you're in the car with your child, please uh, drop them off at school. And then come back. (laughs) Or just, you know, put it on private. Throw some earbuds in. Maybe. Turn on kids pop. <laughs> do people do parents do that when they drive with children? Just say, I'm gonna sit with my my earbuds and you're gonna listen to whatever the heck you got. <laughs> yep, that's how you keep your sanity. Actually, funny story. Uh, we were in Costco earlier, and uh-huh. uh, Evie was being a little bit of a monster, so she keeps trying to get out of my arms, which she does by just yeeting herself forward. Yes, I know. And- as I'm trying to wrangle her, because now she's, you know, full-blown toddler mode, um, I just nonchalantly say, you're going to be a leash child. And then this mom passing the other way with her son in her cart, she's like, yep, so is he. Solidarity. And she just kept going. And I was like, yes. Sometimes you just got to throw a leash on them. You said you found some cute ones. I think we'll be fine. You know, you don't have to call it a leash. You can call it a harness. It's a backpack. It's a little dragon backpack that has an go. attachment for me to keep her from running away. It's just like a dog. Sometimes sort of. you, you need you need to train them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so while I do an urban legend, Kitty's gonna handle some murder. Murder. Lots of murders. Yes, lots of murders. I think last week you went first, so I think it's my turn. Yes. All right, so then I'm going to get into it with the Kuchisaki Onon, or translated because I can't speak Japanese and that probably sounded horrible, the Slipmouth Woman. So Slipmouth Woman is a Japanese urban legend, which has a few varieties I've noticed. Well, I I noticed years ago and refreshed myself on. 
but uh, she's a type of malicious spirit on Onryo, which I didn't realize she was an Onryo, which makes me laugh because of Phasmo, which I uh, binged a lot of Phasmo the past week, so. Yay, you did. You reached level 1,000? 1,000! I don't I even think about my goal. I accomplished my goal. They can update whenever they want now, and I'll get my 1,000 badge, and I'm happy. (laughs) I would have hated if it was like 737 or something, like some stupid number. Right. I I accomplished my goal. I was very happy. But uh, the Slipmouth Woman is described, in most versions, she's always described as a pale, excuse me, the water's trying to choke me again. It just doesn't want to let go. It came back. (laughs) Trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in most versions of the urban legend, she's described as a beautiful woman with long, straight black hair, pale skin, normally covering her face for obvious reasons. So she has a scar or open wound in some versions that goes from ear to ear. Big cheese. (laughs) Bigger than a cheese. In the the modern version, which was the first version I ever heard, was she was, again, the beautiful beautiful woman who wore, like, a medical mask, so you only saw her eyes up, in a long beige trench coat, and she would carry scissors. So what would happen is she would come up to, like, a group of teenagers, adults, kids, whatever. She would come up to them, and she would say... Watashikiri, or am I pretty? And the question basically would be, you would have to answer, yes or no. If you answered yes, then she said, she would take off her mask and say, how about now? And she would show her entire face, like, basically falling off because her mouth is slit open. Right. And if you say no, she kills you. If you say no in any scenario, she kills you. If you say yes... Slits on your mouth appear like hers. So, meaning she cuts your mouth open as well. That's just... Um, There are some versions I saw where, like, you could trick her. So she doesn't kill you. Right. Or Or wound you or whatever. maim your face. Yeah. But a lot of those loopholes I've noticed that they do in Japanese urban legends aren't actually guaranteed to work. So most of the time, it's just, oh, whatever happens. And then after we have that, there's also another version where instead of modern day, it's set in like the Edo period. So instead of her wearing the trench coat and all that, she's wearing a traditional kimono and things and everything. Mm-hmm. And her mouth wasn't cut open. Her husband sliced her mouth open. Ooh, ouch. So I'm going to go through the history of the versions. And not too much history. There's really not too much history because, it's it, again, it's an urban legend. It's a story. It's not like they have dates and stuff. Right. But for the Edo version, the Kuchisaki Onon, who it never really has a name. She's just referred to as the Slipmouth Woman. She's never given a name. She was considered either an adulterous wife or mistress of a samurai during her life. She grew lonely while the samurai was away from home fighting. And she would begin to have affairs with men around the town. The samurai heard of this and was outraged. And to punish her for her infidelity, her husband, or boyfriend if she was the mistress, hmm. would uh, 
literally take his sword and slice for the corners of her mouth ear to ear. And other versions, in more modern versions, I should say, the wound came from either a medical mishap. Uh, there's one version where, like, she just, uh, she was very obsessed with, she was very vain. So she was obsessed with vanity, wanted to be beautiful, and then she ends up having a plastic surgery gone wrong that mutilated her face and ended up giving her giant scars so she they're not cut but they're scars that go from her mouth to her ears right more like joker yeah then another version was instead of a medical version it was a something happened like with a dental procedure and my mind just goes oh that's horrible thinking Hmm. i don't want to think about my dentist being able to slice my cheeks and then in another version she was actually attacked by a jealous woman who was jealous of her beauty and wanted to destroy her beauty so she would mutilate her face right as you do then there's also one version i have not heard of that uh says that she just had a mouthful of very sharp teeth like i guess this is just the spirit demon whatever and that was just her thing all of these have like the corner of my mouth like have you ever eaten an ice pop and yeah. you accidentally cut, like, the corner of your mouth. Or, like, Wawa spoons for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're always sharp on the sides. But, like, I just feel like I have tiny little cuts on the inside of my cheeks right now. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> but now imagine that going all the way up. I'm good. <laughs> so, whatever way that the woman died, uh, in her death, she became a vengeful spirit or, again, an onryo. And she normally covers her face with a cloth or surgical mask. Sometimes uh, in the Edo version, she uses a hand fan. Ah, that's going to be a tongue twister. A hand fan <laughs> or a handkerchief to cover her mouth. And most of the time, she's always asking the que- question of, what does she carry? Am I pretty or am I beautiful? I don't know what it actually translates to. Again, I don't speak Japanese. I would love to, but my brain does not take languages very well. What's that, um, I think it's like Babbel or something. The apps that teach you languages. But like actually fluent speaking languages. Yeah. I was tempted to look into one of those, but I've tried learning multiple languages and my brain just like, after I'm done like reading the books and learning the lessons, it's just like, this information is not needed. Pew. Yep, four years of Italian. Gone. <laughs> I didn't even get that far. I got two years in. Yeah, no, I did the, <laughs> the try-hardy, I'm gonna do all this stuff my senior year. Nope. All gone. Don't remember any of it. You know, my senior year was bare minimum of everything, and I did Votech. So That's I what like, I should yep, have done. You could have came to Votech with me. We could have I wanted to. Together. I remember when I went to go to Votech. And I, I think I went to go get like the application or whatever you need to do the sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after like a midterm, I had finished it like five minutes early. So I was like, can I run to the guidance counselor real quick so I can do this? And they're like, yeah, go. The guidance counselor asked me if, if, asked me if I was special. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? He's like, you're not in your midterm. And I was like, yeah, because I finished it. You <laughs> jerk. And I was like, the hell? And I said, no, I'm here to sign up for freaking Votech. How rude. And then he also gave me another weird look for that. And I was just like, I want to learn to cook. Let me go learn to cook <laughs> since you took away home ec. Right? Which is so stupid. 
I think the most I got out of that class was um, how to make ants on a log. Oh, in middle school? Mm-hmm. For, like, the two seconds think, we had it. I feel like that was the last time they had it, and then they kicked her to a cart to walk around, and then the closest we got to cooking was, like, here, make this thing at home and bring it in for the class. And I remember mm-hmm. making a um, papaya smoothie. For a, I did, like, a fruit... We did a fruit and a vegetable project, I remember. My fruit was papaya, and my vegetable was rhubarb. So, for the fruit, I made a papaya smoothie. Right. No one wanted to drink that. They're all like, that's gross. No, I'm not drinking that. My mind was like, okay, I brought this thermos of smoothie for no reason. Right. And the rhubarb, I didn't even try it. Because I was just like, nah, I read that there's poisonous parts of this plant. I'm not messing with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, the fair. part you eat, the part that's sold in the store is not poisonous. Obviously. But. I did not feel comfortable experimenting with that. Yeah, that's so. 100% fair. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Back, Back to, it. to the Slipmouth woman. Uh, she always carries a type of weapon, which normally is a very sharp item. I would hope it's sharper. That's going to really hurt to get your mouth slit. Yeah, no, I don't want to get, like... But she would carry... Dull spoon. Most of the time I see it's scissors, but she's also known to have used a knife, a machete... A scythe? Machete. And I swear I saw one version said she had a sword. I don't know if she, like, stole her husband's sword in the, like, Edo version. Maybe. Seems she was very excessive. Like, <laughs> it's like three, four inches of space max. I mean, in the version, he slit her mouth with a sword, so. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, she's also known to move at supernatural speed. So a lot of people, when they would do the the Watashikiri question and they would say no, they would try and run so she can't get them. But she would run super fast and right. catch you. So there's like no escaping her. It's like That's no. why I think people tried to come up with the loophole version of the urban legend. But right. the original urban legend, you could not escape her. It's either she made you like her or she killed you. Which granted, I'm pretty sure she made you like her. You're gonna die. Right. Like, either you're gonna kill yourself because of the, the wounds, or the wounds are gonna kill you. Uh, it depends on how, um, how far you are from a hospital and how resourceful you can be. Yeah, just run into the hospital emergency room being like, the, the slip mouth woman sliced my face open! Help! Well, you wouldn't be able to but you can't even that. talk because you would have no control over your mouth. So you just, hey. <laughs> And there are people in the ER would just be freaking out. Like, what the They're hell just is like, going on? What happened to you? Uh, that would be terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. For both ends. Oh, yes. Uh, so... Oh, here's the part. It says, the individual who survives, um, in some versions, the Kusachi Onon will leave the potential victim alone if you say yes to both her questions, though in other versions, she will visit the residence, the individual's residence later that night and murder them while they're sleeping. <laughs> so you escape her for like a couple hours, but then you go to bed and you're, she wake up and you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> you think you're there good. She is. Nah. <laughs> Think again. Think you're good. It actually occurred in 1979 from multiple 
news articles, it looks like, there was a publication in the Gifu Prefect newspaper that rumored of the Kusachi Ono throughout Japan, which led many young children to have to be accompanied by a parent or teacher association group to be walked home. So typically, I don't know if no one knows in Japan, it's very common for small children, like five-year-olds or whatever, they'll go to school by themselves. Mm -hmm. It's very, people are trustworthy and they they just let their kids go because you're also normally not traveling super, super far and they're taught the proper way they go and the proper rules of the road and like they're taught how to do it all. They're also, I feel like, way disciplined over there than they are here. I watched a, there's a TikToker who just recently transitioned over to Japan and he's, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, 10 things that'll blow Americans' minds. And one of them was um, shoving like 10, 15 kids in a little buggy and then dragging them off to a park. And another one, um, the main one that was shocking. You're guessing for that me, was a kindergarten class? Yeah. All the littles just shoved into a cart. Yeah, it's very common for a kindergarten class. They'll be like, okay, everyone, put your hats on, get your little jackets on, let's go. We're mm-hmm. going on a trip to the park. And then um, the other one was, uh, you have to request to live in an apartment. You don't get to like, oh, I'd like to have this apartment. They're like, mm, we don't want you. No. And you have to like give them a gift of, I think, like how we do first and last. That first and last is a gift that you don't get back. And you're not expected to get back. It's a thank you to the owners of the apartment to be like, thank you for letting me live here. And like most people won't let Americans live there because they don't follow the rules or the guidelines. Is that not normal? Because I thought that's that's how things work normally. You apply to you apply to live in an apartment either way. We don't give gifts to our landlord here, but yeah, but there it's more personal. Like here, it's discrimination oh, okay. if you like tell somebody no. Without, like, a valid reason. But, like, they're just because you're American. They can be like, no. Oh, you know, there's 100% over there. They do not like Americans. No, I don't think any country likes America, honestly. No, probably not. But, uh, yeah, no, it's very, very well known um, over there that if you are foreign, a lot of people give you the stink eye. If you have tattoos, you're not allowed in a lot of places. Yeah. Most Americans that travel say they're Canadian. A lot of um, Americans who have, like, red and blonde hair, when they go over there, like, if they're at school age, they'll be told to dye their hair. Right. You know, I was told- they don't um, want them to be different. Oh. I was told they when I was younger, uniformities are um, trafficked more. Because they're considered foreign and exotic. We're here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, um, there was a teacher- that was an American teacher that was talking about all the stuff at her school. And she's like, you can't have yeah. dyed hair, no makeup. They yeah. all have uniforms. They clean. Like, the kids yeah. clean the school. The kids serve their yeah. lunches. They clean their trays. They take out, like, yeah. they do, like, all the, the maintenance. There's no, Yeah, like, like they, I'm pretty sure they do have custodian workers and stuff. Yeah. But it's more for, like, big things. Yeah, like, but if most somebody, of the time, like, like, fucks up a wall. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> from all the anime I've ever seen so like if they have like the festivals and things like that it's all mm-hmm. students that do that yeah it's not teach the teachers most of the time are there just a chaperone yeah they're just guiding but yep. the kids do most of it yep there's actually a couple 
pop culture references with the Kuchisaki Ono, but among live actions, mangas, animes, and video games, I'm going to talk about a few movies because I've seen the movies. So, in Carved, The Slipmouth Woman, which also has a sequel, Carved 2, mm-hmm. uh, it features ba- the basic, like, urban legend of the modern version where the woman has the cuts, she wears the medical mask, the trench coat, and everything, and she goes and she goes to this town. I don't remember the town. I was just actually watching it before. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, wanna- I haven't seen this in a while. Let me see if I can find it. I did not find it. Oh, I found it on YouTube, but it's very poor quality. Uh. But uh, she comes to basically to the this random town in um Japan and terrorizes it. So like all the kids are spreading rumors, being like, "I heard that she was spotted. This guy spotted her." Blah, like all this stuff. And the story follows. I'm pretty sure like a group of students and this teacher, who um. They come across uh, murders and everything. So that's what it also, the movie shows like how like the younger kids all had to be escorted. You had to go to go home and go to school in groups. You weren't supposed to be out alone, especially at night because she would hunt from uh, dusk to night. So hunt, <laughs> like she's going on a hunt, but no, she's no, like, I was confused wander. on the dusk to night. So sunset until like nighttime and then she stopped when it got dark. From what I saw, it didn't really report if anything was going on at, like, 3 a.m. Because most people are already home and in bed. Oh, okay. So mostly just, like, that sunset hour of everybody, like, going home. Yeah, so the time, like, that people would be out, like, going home and... Cause it, gotcha. I, unless okay. you're in the nightlife kind of area, I don't think it's very common to just go sit outside. I mean... Over there. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, like... It's very common from what I've seen to like once it's dinner time, like you go home, you take your bath, you or you take a shower, then your bath, and then you go to bed. Kids mm-hmm. do more like unless you live in an area where like karaoke and all that stuff is popular. But even right. then, you're still going home for dinner. Mm-hmm. But I also am just going off of media that I've seen. I've never actually lived in Japan to know their habits. Right, well, that's why I followed the the two um, sets of TikTokers. Yeah. Um, Because I I love learning about other stuff like that and seeing how other people live. Yeah, no, I I do too. It's always interesting to see some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, in that movie, it just goes through the whole thing. But I wanted to talk about another movie a little bit. Because I have a funny story about it. So, it's another version of the Kuchisaki Ono, which I really wish I could find the actual name of it, because I feel like it was probably very straightforward, which is like the Slipmouth Woman. Mm Mm-hmm. There's more movies. Oh, I just realized this music's going to be in the background of everything I say. What music? Oh, you can't hear music? Not really. I hear, like, thumping. Which makes me think that someone upstairs was, like, playing something. No, it's the lo-fi beatsies. Oh, you know, I didn't even hear it. Well, that's good, at least. Maybe it won't pick up. Then again, I tune a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, no, all good. I'll just turn it down. I mean, it's... it's... Yeah, it's, uh, the movie's called The Slipmouth Woman. 
So I brought it with me to a sleepover with friends and we watched it. It was a porn. <laughs> it was horror porn. Uh -oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, hello. Wait, was I there for this? I don't know. I don't think so. Don't uh, think oh, so. no. I'm thinking of a Halloween party where the birthday girl uh, decided that she was done with the music and wanted zombie porn on the big screen TV in the middle of the living room. Like, I think, I don't know, it was just the three of us, but I think we were just sleeping over Dee's house. And I was just like, yeah, so this movie you found, we watched it. And then, ba 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 porn. I don't remember if I watched it prior, <laughs> and was just like, look at this crazy movie I found. Or, <laughs> what? Because I tend to have that habit of, like, I'll share movies with people and forget what they are as soon as I watch them. Right. Because I know that happened with, um... Wishing Stairs, I think it was. And I told, I well, I recommended it to uh, the group, Chelsea, Katie, all of them. And they're like, yeah. oh, well, is it a good ending? I was like, yeah, sure, happy ending. Completely forgetting what the movie was. It wasn't a happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> Everyone died. Oh, no. And they're like, we're not trusting you anymore with the movies. <laughs> so I was like, I'm That's sorry. Fair. I thought it was happy ending. Whoopsie. My bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, and other research I did about the Kusasachi Onon, uh, beyond like, okay, the translation of uh, Slipmouth Woman, uh, she apparently was known to enjoy hard candy. I have no idea why. Probably warheads. <laughs> but. You can't now she can eat you candy. Candy. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I mean, you just keep it in your teeth. Her teeth are probably nasty. Probably. With all that exposure of air, just drying it out, all the bacteria. Ugh. Uh, she was known to smell. live, or not live, but be seen in dimly lit streets and alleyways. Uh, she was known for the deep bloody gash that ran across her face, grinning from ear to ear. She would appear at night to lone travelers on the road, covering her grizzly mouth with a cloth mask, fan, or handkerchief, as we said. I know there was another thing she said. So she would say, Wata Shakiri, but am I pretty? And I know there was another- She tells Jeremy that one. So you, when I came into work, yeah, when I came into work on uh, Saturday, he was like, tell me I'm pretty. And I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're pretty? He's like, cool, thanks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep asking throughout the day. And I'm like, okay. But what? It's like- Some people just need reassurance. I guess so. I mean, I'm here for it. I just it was just very it. jarring. Just tell me I'm pretty. Yeah, no, that is a bit weird. This is stuff from the movie. I know there was another saying she asked. And it was, are you pretty? Or am I pretty? Do you like me? It was probably something similar to that. I really wish I could remember and I can't. Oh. Alright, if you think of it. It's been a while though. I've been out of high school for a while. It's been a while since I just saw that. I did try and find it, but I couldn't find it. Oh, so in, uh, she would do the, am I pretty? And then um, if you said yes, and she would reveal the bash, she said, even like this. Obviously, she'd say it in Japanese, but this doesn't tell me the Japanese. I wish there was more details on her, but I feel like 
she was a good urban legend at the time, especially in 79 when she ran rapid around Japan and scared all the kids to stay inside. But she was probably right. a very good lesson of um, vanity. Like, don't let vanity take over. Because in a lot of the versions, maybe not directly, but vanity did a f- influence what happened. So even when, in, I think in the samurai version, you normally have to be pretty to be getting around. And being uh, running affairs. Not always. Not always, but in most stories, yes. And again, this is an urban legend or story. Right. It's not real life. In real life, anyone could get anyone, it seems. I remember in high school when we would all be like, I want a boyfriend. And we would see some of the people in our school who uh, look like the back end of a dog. And they were getting boyfriends, and we're just like, what the hell's wrong with us? They were putting out. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> and that, I did not. It's kind of all you really need is just to, just to be willing. Yeah. No, thank you. But I think it also was a, a beyond a vanity lesson, something to keep you inside. Probably something that also deterred, like, hitchhikers and people who just, like, home and homeless people. To maybe not yeah. be out on the streets. Because you never really know. Like, if you ran into this woman. Like, let's install a curfew. Nah, let's tell a crazy story about this woman who cut your mouth open. Yeah, no. But I know there's um a couple urban legends in Japan where a lot of them end up revolving around a question. Like, um, I don't remember the name. I wish I did. But uh, I know there's a version, like, it's in a subway bathroom or something, and, like, you're in the bathroom, and then all of a sudden, like, this red cloak, like, goes over the thing, and they ask you a question, and if you say the wrong answer, the red, like, they'll kill you. I'm just like, oh, "Oh, okay. But then again, a lot of people try and come up with um, loopholes for the urban legends. Because I guess there are probably people who are freaking out, like, oh, no, you're only going to die. And it's like, oh, but wait, if you do this. This is, like, totally one way. You can totally live. Yep. Uh, What's this? (sighs) This version, let's see. We have the Sensen International School wrote an article on the urban legend of the Slipknot woman in in 2019. And it was around Halloween time. But. They went with, um, oh, this is, says during the Hien period, not the Edo period. So, another, you, who knows when this urban legend actually was original. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the legend commences with a stunning woman who was married to a samurai, but beware of looks can be deceiving. She was very vain, and one day went as far as cheating on her samurai husband. Cheating is bad, people. That's another lesson. Um, when he found out about the affair, he grew enraged, set her mouth open, and in his savage action, he said, who will think you're pretty now? So, in A Cautionary Tale, they remind people to stay faithful. It was a gruesome turn. In 2007, a coroner actually found records similar to shocking cases at um, the time of day that the story took place the nighttime. The records show that many children died at night, rumoring sightings of the woman with similar features uh, were at the time and place of their deaths, giving a twist real... Oh, so that's actually uh, something I didn't know. 
as early or not or as early as modern as 2007 people were uh, spreading rumors of the claims of seeing the slipmouth woman oh in japan not here she don't live here true this apparent phenomenon was can be explained a woman wearing a surgical mask or max mask of some sort uh would approach women approach women approach people usually children at night and ask them am i pretty if they said no she would slash their faces with a pair of scissors and give them a glasgow style glasgow the hell's glasgow i never heard that word before glasgow is a place i don't know um, or is it referencing a thing maybe it could be where re- it's probably referencing the type of smile they said she would reveal her face and ask again. If they said yes, uh, she would reveal her face and ask again. If they said no, she would slash the face off regardless. Um, if they still said yes, she would follow them home and brutally kill them. Many people believe this. Uh, the only way to break this pattern was to confuse them, confuse her by saying, are you okay? Are you are, you're okay or so-so. So not giving her a definite yes or no answer. Okay. So the confusion of these replies would buy the victim enough time to get away. Which I feel like that's not right because, again, as I mentioned before, she's known for having supernatural speed. And also just finds you later. Yeah, she, she knows where you live. I'm sorry. She gonna get you. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> that's all I really got. It's a small urban legend. Stop beeping. No, I don't want to stop beeping. Beep, 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 beep. Anywho, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's terrifying. I can imagine... Just generally, in the, even in the middle of the day, let alone, like, sunset hours. I mean, in the running movies that something. I saw, she was roaming around in the daytime, so. Just predator I don't know mouth. if it was just, like, that time of year where um, the sun set later, or what. Right. But that's, you know, that's, that's scary. Legend. I really wish there was more to it, like, that there was more story, but it's... That's how I felt about um, Davy Jones. I like. I wanted more. Aside from like, Davy Jones' locker is the bottom of the ocean, mm. and that's like as far as I got. And I'm like, I want more. I want more story. But I guess it's mostly just like made up stuff. No, I mean that's what I'm basically covering with a lot of my urban legends, unless yeah. there's like legitimate proof of something. Which would be cool, but at the same time, some of the stories that I've seen, I I don't think I want them to be real. Right. I know, like, um, what was it? The Weird New Jersey thing uh, when we were kids. The uh, Midgetville. I don't even know. Is it still called Midgetville? Are they allowed to call it that? Uh, I think it's like the tiny village or something. Yeah, but I remember um, Mrs. D and Mr. D said that they went there and their car got shot at. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. So, moving right along. A little bit of a holiday massacre. Uh, I wanted to look into the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Because I always knew, like, St. Valentine himself was, like, murdered bloody and kicked the shit out of. And then everybody's like, "Mm, chocolates and flowers. Yeah, they celebrate that. He was killed, I think, for... What was it? I think it was something to do with romance. Like, I don't remember what, but he was killed for a reason that's like, why are you celebrating this guy's murder? Right? Did I put that one down? No, I didn't write that one down. 
Nope. But yeah, no, that was another one I was gonna, I was gonna pop in on, but time sucks and we're in the middle of a musical, so I am exhausted Hmm. and it's only day one, but, uh, we have (laughs) time off coming up and I can't wait. There you go. I haven't had a week off in a I don't know actually the last time I had a week off. The I don't pandemic think I've ever when I was furloughed. I think that was the last time I actually had like legit time off. Right? Yeah, I had like, like pseudo time off with maternity. Mm-hmm. Like I've had long weekends and things like... like that. Like if I t- planned my PTO enough, I would get like maybe right. four or five days. But I don't know. I haven't taken like a legit time off and then I have my massage scheduled. There you go. So we have the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. This massacre was the murder of seven members and associates of Chicago's Northside Gang that occurred on St. Valentine's Day, 1929. The men were gathered at a Lincoln Park, Chicago garage on the morning of February 14th, 1929. They were lined up against a wall and shot by four unknown assailants, two dressed as police officers. And I'm guessing they weren't cops. Guessing not. The murders resulted... No, probably not. The murders resulted from the competition for control of organized crime in the city during Prohibition between a largely Irish Northsiders headed by George Bugs Moran and the largely and their largely Italian Chicago outfit rivals led by Al Capone. The perpetrators have never been conclusively identified, but former members of the Egan's Rats gang working for Capone are suspected of involvement. Others have said that members of the Chicago Police Department who allegedly wanted revenge for a killing of a police officer's son played a part. So maybe they were cops. Dirty cops. Potentially. So at 10.30 in the morning on St. Valentine's Day... Seven men were murdered at the garage at 2122 North Clark Street in the Lincoln neighborhood of Chicago's north side. They were shot by four men using weapons that included two Thompson Thompson submachine guns. Two of the shooters were wearing police uniforms while the others wore suits, ties, overcoats, and hats. Witnesses saw the men in police uniforms leading the other men at gunpoint out of the garage after the shooting. The victims included five members of George Bugs Moran's Northside gang, Moran's second-in-command and brother-in-law, Albert Kachalek, alias James Clark, was sure. killed along with Adam Heyer, the gang's bookkeeper and business manager, Albert Weinshank, who managed several cleaning and dyeing operations for Moran and the gang's enforcers, Frank Gusenberg and Peter Gusenberg. Two associates were also shot. Reinhard H. Swimmer, Schwimmer, a former op- optician turned gambler and gang associate, and John May, an occasional mechanic for the Moran gang. So that's just a little bit about um, the men that were shot. So I think this goes into, like, the day of. Okay. And, like, the actual massacre part of it. It's basically a gang war, right? Yeah. This was, like, the final battle of sorts, but it mm-hmm. wasn't really much of a battle. There's the the one photo we posted 
is the actual piece of the wall with the Mm -hmm. bullet holes. And they Mm -hmm. were just like firing squad lined up and shot. I was curious as to how that even, how they got there. Like, were they brought in just to be murdered or like, were they tricked? Let's find out. Chicago police officers arrived at the scene to find that victim Frank Gusenberg was still alive, despite having sustained 14 bullet wounds. He was taken to the hospital, where doctors stabilized him for a short time, and police tried to question him. When the police asked him who did it, he reportedly replied, no one shot me. He died three hours later. Pretty sure somebody shot you. You have 14 bullet bullet wounds. Somebody shot you. His boss shot him. He's like, I can't run out my boss. Or he just didn't want to die a rat. Your reputation was everything back then. True, true. And it's not now? I mean, it still is. Now it's like clout and like... I know. Your persona and whatnot. But it's the same thing. The massacre was an attempt to eliminate Bugs Moran, head of the Northside gang. Al Capone was at his Florida home at the time. Because, you know, he couldn't have possibly been there. Hmm. Was widely assumed to have been responsible for ordering the massacre. The plan may have been the Northside gang's hijacking of some expensive whiskey being illegally smuggled by Capone's gang from Canada via the Detroit River. Moran was the last survivor of the Northside gunmen. His succession had come about because his similarly aggressive predecessors had been killed in the violence that followed the murder of the original leader, uh, Dean O'Banion. Several factors contributed to the timing of the plan to kill Moran. Moran and Capone had been vying for control of the lucrative Chicago bootlegging trade. Moran had also been muscling in on a Capone-run dog track in the Chicago suburbs, and he had taken over several saloons that were run by Capone, insisting that they were in his territory. So this was like a massive turf war. Hmm. Earlier in the year, Northsider Frank Gusenberg and his brother Peter unsuccessfully attempted to murder Jack McGurn. The Northside gang was complicit in the murders of Pasqualino Patsy Lorado. Lolorado. Cool. And Antonio the Scourge Lombardo. See, that one's so much easier. (laughs) Both had been presidents of the Union Sicilian, the local mafia, and close associates of Capone. The plan was to lure Moran to the SMC Cartage Warehouse on North Clark Street on February 14th to kill him and perhaps two or three of his lieutenants. It is usually assumed that the Northsiders were lured to the garage with the promise of a stolen cut-rate shipment of whiskey, supplied by Detroit's Purple Gang, which which associated with Capone. The Goosenberg brothers were supposed to drive two empty trucks to Detroit that day to pick up two loads of stolen Canadian whiskey. All the victims were dressed in their best clothes, with the exception of John May, as was customary for Northsiders and other gangs, other gangsters at the time. That I remember is like the like clean cut suits, the fedoras, um, the oh. nice shoes. Oh. They were all just dressed all the very well. Read. That's basically <laughs> how they dressed us without the fedoras. 
nice <laughs> pretty suits much. and they're off just like yeah i'm gonna murder this person in my sunday best Mm-hmm. that's actually uh when i first um realized that it was a gang war i was like "Ooh, rogue's gonna love this one research for the book that's wrong book though <laughs> my series isn't revolved around things like that no it could though it could. just like a little moment I mean, like, it's not like a gang war, like, in the sense where everyone's going to be dressed up in suits. Oh, no. But, yeah, I know you liked the the gang motif. I mean, it's a gang in the thing. Yeah. They just have a cover. I just got to write. True. I said I was going to write at least once a, once a day, every day this month. I'm still on page How many two. pages are you behind? Oh, no. It's the 15th. So you owe 13 pages. It's okay. Okay, so most of the Moran gang arrived at the warehouse by approximately 10.30 a.m., but Moran was not there, having left his Parkway Hotel apartment late. He and fellow gang member Ted Newberry were approaching the rear of the warehouse from a side street when they saw a police car near the building. So maybe it was the actual police. They immediately turned. Huh? Oh, deja vu. Yeah, no, I've already said this once. They immediately turned and retraced their steps. I send you a TikTok. We'll go over it later. That's fine. You know, I'll take a peek after we're done. They immediately turned and retraced their steps, going to a nearby coffee shop. But they encountered gang member Henry Glusenberg on the street and warned him, so he turned back. He too turned back. Northside gang member Willie Marks also spotted the police car on his way to the garage and ducked into a doorway and jotted down the license number before leaving the neighborhood. Capone's lookouts likely mistook one of Moran's men, probably Albert Weinshank, who was the same height and build for Moran himself. The physical similarities between the two men was enhanced by the dress that morning. Both happened to be wearing the same color overcoats and hats. Witnesses outside the garage saw a Cadillac sedan pull up to a stop in front of the garage. Four men emerged and walked inside, two of them dressed in police uniform. The two fake police officers carried shotguns and entered the rear portion of the garage, where they found members of Moran's gang and associates, Reinhardt Schwimmer and John May, who was fixing one of the trucks. The fake policemen then ordered the men to line up against the wall. They signaled to the pair in civilian clothes who had accompanied them. Two of the killers opened fire on with Thompson submachine guns, one with a 20-round box magazine and the other with a 50-round drum. They were thorough, spraying their victims left and right, even continuing to fire after all seven had hit the floor. Two shotgun blasts afterwards all but obliterated the faces of John May and James Clark, according to the coroner's report. To give the appearance that everything was under control, the men in the street clothes came out with their hands up, prodded by the two uniformed policemen. Inside the garage, the only survivors in the warehouse were May's dog, Highball, and Frank Gusenberg, despite 14 bullet holes. He was still conscious, but died three hours later, refusing to identify the killers. So it looks like they go into an investigation of the day to try to, like, figure out what happened, especially because, um, who was it? 
Gusenberg, Frank Gusenberg, refused to name his assailants. I also love that their dog's name was Highball. That's um, that's one of Danny's favorite drinks. It's actually a highball glass, but you usually mix the drink in a highball glass, so they call it Highball. So the Valentine's Day Massacre set off a public outcry, which posed a problem for all mob bosses. Within days, Capone received a summons to testify before a Chicago grand jury on charges of federal prohibition violations, but he said he was too unwell to attend. It was common knowledge that Moran was hijacking Capone's Detroit-based liquor shipments, and police focused their attention on Detroit's predominantly Jewish Purple Gang. Landladies Mrs. Doodle, Mrs. D- Mrs. Doody, and Mrs. Orvidson had taken in three men as rumors ten days before the massacre, and their rooming houses were directly across the street from the North Clark Street garage. They picked out mugshots of Purple Gang members George Lewis, Eddie Fletcher, Phil Keywell, and his younger brother Harry. They later wavered in their identification. The police questioned and cleared Fletcher, Lewis, Harry, and Harry Keywell. Nevertheless, the Keywell brothers, and by extension the Purple Gang, remained associated with the crime in the years that followed. Many also believed that the police were involved, which may have been the intention of the killers. Which got me too. I thought the police were involved this whole time. On February 22nd, police were called to the scene of the garage of a garage fire on Wood Street where they found a 1927 Cadillac sedan disassembled and partially burned and determined that the killers had used the car. They traced the engine number to a Michigan Avenue dealer who sold the car to a James Morton of Los Angeles. The garage had been rented by a man calling himself Frank Rogers who gave his address as 1859 West North Avenue. This was the address of the Circus Cafe operated by Claude Maddox, a former St. Louis gangster with ties to the Capone Gang, the Purple Gang, and the St. Louis Gang Egan's Rats. Police could not turn up any information about persons named James Morton or Frank Rogers, but they had a definite lead on one of the killers. Just minutes before the killings, a truck driver named Elmer Lewis had turned a corner a block away from 2122 North Clark and sideswiped a police car. I'm guessing a real one and not the fake one. He told police that he stopped immediately but was waved away by the uniformed driver who was missing a front tooth. Board of Education President H. Wallace Caldwell had witnessed the accident and gave the same description of the driver. Police were confident that they were describing Fred Burke, a former member of Egan's gang, Burke and a close companion named James Ray were known to wear police uniforms whenever on a robbery spree. Burke was also a fugitive under indictment for robbery and murder in Ohio. Police also suggest that Joseph Lo- Lo- there he is again, Lolo Lolordo could have been one of the killers because of his brother Pasqualino's recent murder by the Northside gang. Police then announced that they suspected Capone gunman John Scalise. I know one of those. Uh, And Albert Anselmi. Anselmi? Anselmi. As was Jack McGurn and Frank Rio, a Capone bodyguard. Why not one single gang member has like a simple name? 
And if they do, it's their fake name. <laughs> I mean, they probably have been normal ones, but like, what a mouthful of all these names. I mean, they, it's also helpful that I like recognize some of these names as people I know. So like, I know how to at least how at least they pronounce them. But like, oof. I'm tripping over my tongue right now. Police eventually charged McGurn and Scalise with the massacre. Capone murdered Scalise, Anselmi, and Joseph Hoptoed Gianti in May 1929 after he learned about their plan to kill him. The police dropped the murder charges against Jack McGurn because of a lack of evidence, and he was just charged with a violation of the Mann Act, M-A-N-N. He took his girlfriend, Louise Rolf, across state lines to marry. The case stagnated until December 14, 1929, when the Berrien County, Michigan Sheriff Department raided the St. Joseph, Michigan bungalow of Frederick Dane, the registered owner of the vehicle driven by Fred Killer Burke. Fred Killer Burke. Burke had been driving that night, then rear-ended another vehicle and drove off. Patrolman Charles Skelly pursued, pursued, finally forcing him off the road. Skelly hopped onto the running, hopped onto the running board of Burke's car, but he was sh- shot three times and died of his wounds that night. The car was found wrecked and abandoned just outside St. Joseph and traced to Fred Dane. By this time, police photos confirmed that Dane was in fact Fred Burke, wanted by the Chicago police for his in- participation in the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Police raided Burke's bungalow and found a large trunk containing a bulletproof vest, almost $320,000 in bonds recently stolen from a Wisconsin bank, two Thompson machine guns, pistols, two shotguns, and thousands of rounds of ammunition. St. Joseph authorities immediately notified the Chicago police, who requested both machine guns. They used the new science of forensic ballistics to identify both weapons as those used in the massacre. They also discovered that one of them had also been used to murder New York mobster Frankie Yale a year and a half earlier. Unfortunately, no further concrete evidence surfaced in the massacre case. Burke was captured over a year later on a Missouri farm. The case against him was strong was strongest in connection to the murder of Officer Skelly, so he was tried in Michigan and subsequently sentenced to his life in prison. He died in prison in 1940. My goodness. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And I just, I still can't get over the names. There's so many, like, like, if you're looking for names for your book, just look into mobster history, like, historic mobster names, because they're just... They're so nice. But long. <laughs> some are very long. I mean, I have some names. It's just my problem is always uh, family names, like trying to pair a first name with a last name. That yeah, that's nice. always tricky. Oh, shit. Even naming my own child was tricky. True. This is why on Sims, I just hit the random button until I see something that I like. Right. So from what I gathered, it seems like they got double-crossed. I kind of like it. And, like, duped, which is unfortunate. Yeah, this one's talking about how um, this is when Henry Hoover was in office, and 
argued about how gangs were out of control and there's public outcry to get rid of all the different gangs and mafias and mobs running everything. Clearly he did not succeed. Not for a bit. There are still gangs and mafias. They're just better at hiding now. (laughs) They're called corporations now. That too. That's how they hide. Um, but there's a 1967 movie, The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of movies, did you want to hear about that movie that I watched last night? Oh, yeah. We can do that after. Yeah, no, we can do a little, like, um, wrap-up corner, because our goodbyes always end up being, like, a half hour long. <laughs> I was like, yeah, see you later, and oh, by the way, this thing, and oh, by the way, this thing. We'll do quick and easy stories, Ooh, and then bloody climax goodbyes. is not a great this way, way to guys that. send us stories. Give us something <laughs> to talk about, so we don't come up with random stories from our childhood and life, where we dance around not sharing names. So yeah, it looks like the other um, uh, what's it called? The other articles I was looking at just basically say the same thing. They were lined up against the wall and just oh. spray and pray, just. Not good. There's not a lot of talk about, like, the cleanup or anything, but I imagine there probably weren't a lot of details like that back then. At least, like, not public knowledge, anyway. It was normally the lackeys Um, that did the cleanup. Yeah. Well, I think the police found everybody because they found the one. Never mind. Yeah, because they found found the one guy alive. So this was found. Yeah. So the ones that aren't found, normally somewhat, like, the lackeys of the group... Or the ones that go have to go there, clean it up, make sure no one can find evidence. Or they have, um, sometimes they have, like, a professional cleaner that comes in and cleans up the job for them. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I looked into. We're, um, we just loaded in today. I've been up since, like, 5.30 in the morning. It's now 8 o'clock at night, and I don't do the 5.30 in the morning thing. I was say, I was at the gym. Nope. Actually, no, I think... Not happy. What time was it? Wait. Yeah, no, I was at the gym. Yeah, I got up early, actually, today. I went to the gym early, did my arm stuff prior to my cardio, did my cardio, and was like, oh, I'm leaving early. Got home just in time to be like, hey, Dad, you're supposed to go to work, aren't you? (laughs) He was still sleeping. But he's normally out the door when I get home from the um, gym, or gone already. Right. So I was like, uh, excuse me. What are you doing? But yeah, no, uh, so I watched a fantastic movie last night. Okay. Which I did, took notes on because I would 100% forget. I kind of want to rewatch it though and pay attention a little bit better because I was kind of, uh, doing my leg exercises last night while I was watching, so I wasn't always paying attention. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I recently learned that, um, Binging on Netflix means you have to actually just sit and watch and not do anything else. And I'm like, well, I can't do that normally. So I guess I've never binged anything. When I say I'm watching something, I'm actually watching it. When I say I have Netflix on, I'm not watching it. It's on for noise and I'm most likely on TikTok or reading or going to bed. Right. I always try to watch. But this one, actually, I I actually tried to watch this last night. But, um... What was it? It was called Remember. 
in the movie, it basically had like the Groundhog Day scenario where like they kept repeating a day. So right. the, it starts out with the girl. She wakes up, like goes to the kitchen. Her mom's making her lunch and she's listening to like the news and like, um, uh, I think a train or like there was an accident on the train. I think like a suicide. So like someone jumped in front of the train was delaying the trains. And um, it was she like little things like that. Like she would remember like as she's walking to school, a cat got run over by a bus. Uh, someone tripped like just little things like that that she remembered throughout the day. And then realize right things that you could pick out. Yeah, so they get to school. Um, the class committee was like, "Oh, uh, no one volunteered to be on the committee, so we're going to draw a piece of paper, and whoever gets selected is the, the class's committee." So okay. her and I think it was like five other students. So I think like six six total. Yeah, I think it was three guys and three girls. Um, get selected. None of them really know each other from what I got from the beginning. I thought two of them were friends, but apparently not. I was mistaking a different person for um, the character. Which, not to say they all look the same, but when you're not fully paying attention, you're not really Right, when you're just glancing. Yeah. So, like, the main character, I knew who she was, but, like, some of the extra characters, I was just like, oh, wait, wasn't she friends with this girl here? And then I realized, oh, no, that was a different person she was with in the opening. I just wasn't paying attention. Right. And um, I imagine subtitles? Yes. Because it is just So yeah, you're not getting like you're not getting their uh full names every time or whatever. That and sometimes they're not all named. True. Like some of the side characters, like maybe they'll say a quick name, but like you don't know their names. They're not like given right. a big role. But um they're all selected for the committee and they have they go and do their meeting and they end up in if anyone actually wants to read the, uh, watch this movie, maybe leave now or, like, skip ahead, like, 20 minutes and check in to see where we're and at. And this was Remember. Re-slash-member. It's based on a, um, Japanese a horror movie on Netflix right now in America, if you're in America. I don't know about Canada or anyone else, honestly, if it's uh, in your territory right now. Right. Well, and Canada's going through that password nonsense. Bullshit. Netflix, you suck. But, um... <laughs> It's based on a manga I found out, which I may try and find the manga so I can read it. Because it seemed mm-hmm. like a very interesting story. Yeah, no, you were super hyped when you found out there was an actual book. Yeah. Because yeah, I started sending her, like, pictures and stuff of the screen, and I was just like, oh, shit. I was like, do you actually want to watch this? Do you want me to talk about it tomorrow? And she's like, oh, you can talk about it. I was like, perfect. So Absolutely. But, um, they end up in this game called Body Search. And it's like, okay, cool. It's literally a scavenger hunt for body parts. Right. That I think it was in the trailer that you sent me. Yes. So what it ends up being is the body of a little girl who, mind you, this is kind of like a breakfast club kind of crew where they don't know each other in the beginning and they end up becoming friends. Blah blah blah. It's like a death club. So they end up like um at one point like during one of their repeat days, I guess they just skipped school, like said fuck it and just like went to the beach, and they found right. a vacation house that was uh I guess closed down or like whatever deserted mm. for um obvious reasons. The little girl was murdered in it, but um they went in and they're exploring and they find like information about this little girl. They find the doll that the monster's holding. 
So, like, they find out that the, this little girl is, that's the body they're finding. Right. But, um, in it, every night, what would happen is the six peep students would search the school in the dark, trying to find these body parts. And they, from what it seemed like, the once they found a body part and put it in the coffin, it stayed. It, it didn't show them, like, refinding things. But, um... Okay, so it's not like you find it, but then the next day you find the foot and the hand, and then you have to find the foot, the hand, the leg. Yeah, no, it, it seemed the like that, but they could have just left that out. I would find more if I read the manga to know if, like, they actually had to repeat that stuff. But, I um, would imagine with being, like, mythical rules or whatever, if yeah. you find it and put it in the box, that then takes it out of the time loop. Yeah, because... In the whole thing is they're the only students repeating their day. They're the only ones who have any realization that this is happening. Right. They're the only conscious ones. So they go through and every night while they're searching, the red girl is what she's called is chasing them down. And the first time I saw this girl who looks like she's skinned or something, like just looks like she's covered, like literally every centimeter of her body just looks like it's dripping in blood. And I'm just like, the fuck is going on and all of a sudden Somebody she's like jumping around running around just like what parkour shit is this little girl doing like what is going on and all this time she's holding this doll this giant ass right. doll it's like the size of this little girl and i'm just like oh my goodness okay what is going on so then i started paying attention a little bit more and they go through like the nights like every night they're learning things like they're getting to know each other they're becoming friends and like they're even going like they're arranging things. They're like, okay, we're going to do this this night. We're going to do that. They got walkie-talkie. Like, they're going through this whole thing. Like, figuring out this whole, like, how to find these body parts. Right. Until after they find the doll in the wall at that house on their little beach excursion. Mm-hmm. Don't skip school, kids. <laughs> this is the lesson. But, um, no. Um, the red girl transforms into more of a monster then. and eats one of them. And when they do the, so they all end up getting killed. Mind you, they're killed every night. They are killed. And then they wake up. So they they wake up the next day, reset, whatever. And no one has any memory of this girl. Like no one in the school knows the one girl who got eaten. You're just listening to them laughing, aren't you? No, I'm sorry. I'm, I am listening to you about them getting eaten, but I have my um my baby monitor. Yeah. And they're all hanging out in Evie's room right now as so my, my parents are here. And I didn't realize because my the monitor died, so I, it was just charging. Yeah. But my dad had flipped it so it was facing the ceiling. Oh. And so I didn't know what happened. I thought it got bumped, so I turned it around and I was watching them hang out with Evie. Oh. And so I'm moving the camera. It's one of those ones that, like, the head moves. So I'm moving the camera back down, and they're all just like... (laughs) And he turns it around again, and he turns it around again, and then he just threw a blanket on. (laughs) Uh Like, no, you can't watch us. So, yeah, just... I was enjoying fucking with them for a minute. I'm sorry. That's fine. But, um... Yeah, so, like, once this this doll, which I, I end up finding the doll's name is Emily... No idea why she has uh, an American name, but whatever. But the doll's name is Emily, and I guess the mo- the red girl wasn't the actual monster in 
the whole thing. It was actually Emily, the doll. Oh. In a way. In a way. Or like the, oh, they okay. combine or something. Because I, I did miss a small scene that they, they combined and became this grotesque monster. She no longer looked like a little girl. She started to look like a swamp monster. And we're just like, what the fuck's going on? Ooh. But, um, so they're going through the days. And after they find out that if you get eaten by this monster, you literally disappear. Like, there's no one has memory of you. you know, no reset. one knows who you are. So, though, like, the five of them that are left know her. And they're just like, what the fuck's going on? Why does no one remember this girl? She right. was, like, a popular girl in school. What is going on? Oh, okay. So, like, they're just like, okay. So then they find, uh, they realize, okay, we need to really plan a way to finish this off. They get down to the last body part, the head. And they're like, where is the head? And then the, the one girl's like, I think the head's in the doll. I think the doll is the last part we need. So they need to get the head out of the doll. Right. So then they form this whole big elaborate, literally elaborate um, trap plan for the monster. Okay. So like they have like they have chains ready. There, one guy like made a put like things so on like drills, full on like, Scooby Doo and saw. Yes, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so um, the the night that they do this, so they go in. Actually, correction: the day that they do this, the one guy. Like, makes a love confession to the main girl. And was just like... And she's just... She had talked to a teacher and found out right. the teacher had gone through this same thing. He barely remembers it, but he said he knows that he went through it. I guess the memories of it came back for him. And he says... Right. He has this book that's on body search because that's a whole thing. It's like a legit thing that was... Uh, an occult thing that happened was the body search. So he shows the book and it has the name of a girl and he's like I don't remember who this is but I have a feeling she was very special to me meaning he had formed a bond with that girl probably during his body search right. and I don't know if that means that the girl got eaten or what like what happened to her or if anything but he said when you finish the body search you lose all memory of everything that happened so this all these friendships that you form you lose them Right. So uh, she tells the boy this, and she's just like, um, once this, this is all over. This was that super long monologue, and you're just yeah. like, put the head in the coffin. <laughs> no, this is actually a little bit beforehand. But um, uh, okay. he's just, like, he confesses his love, and she's just like, after this all ends, I'm going to go back to being nobody. I'm going to be invisible again, because she wasn't a popular girl. The main girl is, like, literally someone who just go to school, do what she got to do, go home basically yeah so he says i will if we forget each other i will find you i swear on this clip and it's like a clip like i think uh i guess they have like tie clips okay so like a tie clip he like took, a tie pin i guess so he took it off of his uniform and put it in her hair so like it was like here okay. have this. Like, this is like my a memento for me so it's like okay so those are sometimes um engraved. So if she had it in her hair, he probably It looked like it like, had like hey. a design in it. Okay, so like a signature? So, yes. Oh uh, no, like a like a picture. Like a a flower or something, like something that was on it. Like I don't know if it was like a crest like a family crest type thing. Right. But yeah. um I'll get more into that in a little bit. But Okay. So they go through this whole big lab of pan, trap the monster, kill it, and 
get the head off the thing, but the monster's still alive, trying to get back the head and kill everyone. Mind you, at this point, just about everyone's dead except the guy and the girl. And that's where I have this whole monologue of get to put the fucking head on the freaking coffin because the guy and girl running, they get to the room and he's like, here, take the head and go put it in. And she's just standing there watching as he's fighting the monster and the monster's killing her. I'm just like, put the head in the freaking coffin. What are you doing? Right. Like, you're wasting time. What are you doing? He ends up dying. And um, she puts the head in and it all ends. And then they, it resets again. But it doesn't reset to the same day. It's the next day. Okay. Or is it the same day? No, it is the same day. I thought it was the next day. I clearly was paying attention to the dates. But it was the same day. So, like, she goes through the whole day. Like, things happen. The same things happen. And they get to the point Mm -hmm. where they're all selected to be on the committee again. And they're all walking to the meeting place. And she pulls something out of her pocket. And the pin that he gave her in the repeat falls out of her pocket and he sees it he picks it up and he's like wait a minute and feels the one on his uniform still there oh and it it triggers his memory Ah. and he's just like i told you i would find you and then she remembers like she smiles right but um i remember one line they said uh when they were trying to figure out the whole thing with this monster and she says this monster isn't a month like isn't the girl the monsters are loneliness because it then reveals like all of the, the six students were all outcasts. Like okay. the one girl, obviously like she's the wallflower. The one guy was like um, an athlete who uh, he no longer wanted to be the athlete. So like he like branched off, like they were all just the quiet, mm-hmm. the quiet nerd, blah, blah, blah. The one girl right. was like, she was the popular girl, but like she didn't really have friend friends. And then another one who, um, her lover was a married guy so like they all had like their thing oh. so like they were all outcasts in school they were all lonely blah 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 so when she said that i was like okay cool so then like it's it just ends with the two of them smiling the rest of them are just like they know each other what's going on and i, I guess right. they're like, what the it goes to the credit and the credit shows a picture of all of them again happy and smiling so i'm like do they all remember cool and i was just like whatever on tiktok just letting the credits run because I wasn't paying attention. And then at the end of the credits, a scene comes up and I'm just like, oh, shit, what's going on? Is there a sequel? And um, right. it shows uh, the work site, which I think is where they met up. And it shows them, it shows the the well and it just like goes down, down, down. I'm just like, okay, what's going on? It shows the news article about the little girl who was killed in her vacation home. And I'm just like, okay. And then all of a sudden it changes to a picture of a lovely little girl. So the original one was like, I forget her name, a little girl, blah, blah, blah. Was an eight-year-old girl was killed in her vacation home. And says all that. Changes to eight-year-old killed in amusement park. And then shows the name, Asuka, who is the main girl. And I was just like, wait, was Asuka the monster this whole time? Like, was this whole thing, like, her trying to get friends because she was lonely? So I was just like, what the fuck? So she's the demon. She's the demon. So I was just like, what the fuck? Mm. How? Because apparently she was murdered when she was eight year old, which would then explain why she was invisible. 
the entire time. But then I'm right, just like, I, ha- I'm feeling, I have to be missing something. Like something else has to be going on. I just missed something. Or this Maybe. is like a plot hole thing and there's going to be a sequel. Because this movie apparently is new and just came out yesterday. Like, oh, okay. Oh, or maybe okay. there's like more in the story. That's why I, I want to see if I can find the manga and read it and see if it's any different. Because I was just like, there you go. that plot twist is just like, the hell happened that I missed. <laughs> right. I was just like, yeah, no, like it seemed like a very cool movie. Yeah, no, Gosh, it, it definitely like, seems interesting. It's probably too gory for me. Um, it wasn't and that I gotta, gory, like there wasn't too much blood. It was like a lot of like, uh, like they're clearly going to be killed and it would cut off. Yeah, no, I the I the suspense is like, uh, it makes me fluttery. Unless I can like sit with somebody who if if I'm watching it and the guy next to me is scared, I'm I mean, fine. Don't watch horror movies with me. <laughs> But if I'm watching it and everybody else is fine and I'm just like, well, I'm fucked. Nah, yeah. But, like, if I can't crack jokes about it, I'm, like, not okay. Ah. Yeah, no, I I put horror movies on to go to bed, so. I cannot do that. I need palate cleansers. Like, we've been watching um, The Last of Us every Sunday. Yeah. And I won't spoil anything so you don't have to skip. Um, But I, like, I have to watch palate cleansers afterwards because I get so terribly anxious after watching stuff like that it makes my stomach like not and i get that like the little lead ball oh but to do a little uh corner corner at the end corner corner (laughs) corner corners um the am i talking about my cat or my kid i was actually on a I was on a work call, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the the show this past weekend. Yeah, and the the production manager for the band mm-hmm. was talking to me about like you know the guitar stands. They needed a couple music stands and lights because they had the sheet music for the show, and then. Evie sitting on my lap went to go like lunge and eat something and I'm like no don't eat that and he's like are you talking to your cat or your kid ha 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 and I was like it's real it actually happened oh yes (sighs) but yeah it's an our running joke out of context everything can be mistaken is it a child or is it a cat or pet just in general like why are you wet what's in your mouth why are you wet how did you get over there i ask my cat that all the time and i'm just like why are you why what did you play in yeah um why is my favorite is what's in your mouth drop it drop it (laughs) no no don't bite me (laughs) please don't bite me don't bite me no bite me you mainly have to deal with that one and even without the, you know, snacking, she well, just I mean, comes up she's to me sometimes. More. Most of the time, my cats uh, well, bite because yeah. I'm normally tormenting them. Not in a bad way. I'll just be, like, petting the cat. And they're playing. And then yeah. all of a sudden, they're just like, I don't want to be pet anymore. And then it's like, oh, no, don't bite me. Yeah, that's just or how like cats Eddie, are. If, I, if I brush him, he gets overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And then he'll start biting. It's so, like, I'll be brushing you know. him, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, and goes to, like, bite an arm. And I'm like, no, don't bite. 
You know, she'll be getting tired, and then if I have, like, my arm or my leg exposed, she'll try to, like, blow a fart (laughs) into my arm or my leg. She was doing it the other night. She was, like, half asleep, and I've got her cradled in her arms, like, in the crook of my elbow. Yeah. And she just looks at the crook of my arm and just goes, How? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And she's, like, half asleep. Just blowing like little raspberry farts into my arm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because I don't want her to wake up. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't. Uh, but yeah, this is this is probably my my new favorite part of the wrap up. Now is the cat or kid, cat or kid moments. If you guys have any cat or kid or cat or dog, I don't care, dog, child, whatever. Funny pet moments. Send us your moments of, am I talking to a human being or an animal? You will never know. <laughs> but also send us stories. But, yes, lots of stories. I would love to hear people tell us stories about their haunted houses or strange experiences. Or, tell like, me I've what, had a bunch of uh, stuff. I don't know. You, anyone on Reddit, can you tell me your stories? Like... What's those, um... We may have to start a subreddit just so there's somewhere to... Maybe. Submit. I'm trying to think. There's one category on subreddit that I, I, I enjoyed watching. It was, like, um, where people, like, had weird encounters with strangers. Um, Let's Not Meet. Yes. I like those ones. Yeah. Let's Not Meet. Um, Creepy is another good one. Because yeah. these guys also, people have made um, podcast elements to them, too. Yeah, no, and I follow Creepy. So I know yeah. a lot of Creepy those. Creepy was ones. actually one of the first um, podcasts I started listening to. I While I was painting alone in a an I old classroom the first on a military I base. I think I started listening, excuse me, to uh, Crime Junkies first. Okay. But I was also, after doing a long binge of like youtubers where i would listen to like corpse when he used to do the stories which oh it it still shocks me because like when i would listen to corpse on youtube i like i didn't think anything of it and then i was watching the among us once and nothing was clicking until i heard either i don't know if someone said something about him like when he used to read stories on youtube and i was just like wait a minute and then it clicked. I re- I was listening to someone named Corpse. I didn't realize they were the same person because his voice sounds different. Right. From when he read stories to now, which I understand why. Medical condition, I understand. But it blew my mind. Especially <laughs> listening to him sing. Did right. you listen to his new song? No, I haven't listened to the new one yet. Listen I keep forgetting. to it. His voice is so different. I love Let me it. Let read a sticky note. Listen to Corpse. You know, I have a couple bands now that have very similar sounds, but I, I think Corpse is the best one right now that I listen go. to for that uh, deep voice. Yeah, but I'm about one, to be listening to um, Sweeney Todd for the next week and a half, okay. which I'm not okay. against. I don't hate it. I the last two musicals out. have been very pink, so I'm happy to make it a little bit more red. I should throw away my sticky note now. Oh, I missed the crash. I'll but that later. I need to release my family from their valve silence. Oh, they've been leaving. I've seen them in the background. No, I know. They're, they're trying. But um, 
It is nearing nine o'clock, and uh, we should probably wrap this before I pass out. Yes, yes. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Send us we an hope email. To hear from you soon. Good. Follow us on our socials. Yep, you can find us at Creepy Cuties Pod and just about everything because I think we made everything generic. Yeah, it's all the same. Creepy Cutie, Creepy Cuties Pod. At gmail.com and then same Instagram, handle for Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. We're thinking of starting a TikTok. Potentially. We've recorded this. Uh, yeah. Not that it may ever see the light of day. True. Because I true. don't know how to edit video. That'll I be a fun am new not adventure. I need to learn how, to <laughs> learn how to edit things, though, because I do want to do more photography one day. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll get one of my, um, my tech crew to teach me how to edit video. That could work. But, but in the meantime, stay creepy. No, that's someone's catchphrase. We can't say that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, we don't have a catchphrase. Oh, I was thinking the, the MFM stay sexy and don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, goodness. Everyone go find your dark romances. Enjoy life. Let's go. <laughs> have a good sleep. And Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to our tales. We hope to have satisfied that creepy itch. Follow us on your favorite podcast app and look out for us on socials at Creepy Cuties Pod. No spaces. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just look for the voodoos. Farewell. Goodbye.